Welcome back to the Get Smart With Money podcast. I'm your host, Dana Hernandez. I was born and raised in the San Francisco Bay Area and worked at a grocery store for almost 10 years. Back then, I didn't know what I should have been doing with the money I was making, but if I had, things would be a lot different for me. Luckily, being a financial planner now in life, I'm getting myself on track, and now I'm on a mission to help others get ahead financially too. I know the struggles, and I'm in this with you. Thank you, and enjoy the show. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the show. Today, I have a very special guest. His name is Peter Van Twyver a mindset expert and functional medicine practitioner. Thank you for being here today, Peter. Thanks, Dana. Uh, Thanks for having me uh, on the show. I appreciate it. Yeah, definitely. So we were just kind of talking about some interesting connections between the brain, the heart, and the gut. And what you help people with is exactly this, making those connections all flow, because you can't really have one without the other. Just go into how you go about helping people with all this. Well, some of the work that I do involves uniting the three brains, and I'm sure everyone's familiar with the brain that you have inside the skull, right? And we use it a lot, and we tend to live in the left side of the brain. We think and we we talk ourselves out of stuff, and you know, very relevant to money and and um, making making financial decisions. And the way to to use the way to make good decisions is um, uniting the three brains. So the, the gut is responsible for feelings and intuition. And um, let me rephrase that feelings and emotions. Cause the, the digestive activity of bacteria in the gut makes neurotransmitters, they make uh, hormones. And so that information goes from, you know, it goes all over the body. So people know that, the gut, you've heard the phrase, trust your gut. And so that's using, utilizing the second brain, but there's a third brain that people don't realize. And I know Greg Braden has been talking about it a lot and the, the heart math people talk about it a lot. And that is the, the heart has 40,000 sensory neurites. And that's just like having a little mini brain inside the heart. So the heart is like the filter between the, the, the brain, which makes it ultimately makes logical decisions, but you want to, incorporate intuition into that so it's like a sixth sense so if you can unite the gut with the heart with the brain you'll be better prepared to make good decisions and um, good intuitive sense is quick comes in like bang and then it's non-emotional so you don't get pissed off at it or by it or, or because of it and it comes in little bits so it's quick little bits and so for instance, if you're trying to decide if you want to buy a car, it's a big expense and lots of money. Um, there's always buyer's remorse with that kind of a transaction because it's a big ticket item, you know. So how would you know that that purchase is right for you? Um, you, you try to um, center yourself and, and try to make a heart-based decision. You try to go through the heart and you breathe in through the heart and you, you try to relax and you just go within and you know, sometimes it just pops into your, into your awareness. Yes or no. It's quick. Yeah. The intuition it, you know, it's, not, is... it's, it's not always that easy, but you know, why couldn't it be? Yeah, exactly. The beginning title of my book that will come out eventually <laughs> uh, is called trust your gut, get smart with no, money. 
yeah. Get out of town. Wow, that's so funny that we were talking about this. Heck yeah. Um, I've really been leaning into my intuition lately, too. Um, and my boyfriend always tells me, if you ever get a feeling about anything, you tell me because I'm going to listen to you. Because this one time his window got smashed in and I told him we should have moved his car. And he's like, no, it's going to be fine. And I was like, no, I'm pretty sure we should move your car. And he's wow. like, no, it's going to be fine. And then we left and we came back and then the window was smashed. That's pretty good. You get some mad skills there. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> yeah. So, so was that like a, so, like, like a knowing? Was it like a knowing or a feeling or maybe a little bit of both? It was like a feeling have... more yeah. definite, like strong feeling about that. And then it happened. I didn't know what was going to happen, but something was going to happen to this truck. And yeah. So wow. window was smashed when we got back. I was like, didn't want to say I told you so, but. But you got you to train the lad. He listens to you now, though, doesn't he? Oh, yeah. Since that one time. Yeah. He listens to me every time. <laughs> so. so trust your, trust your gut. Yeah. It used to be a cliche, right? It used to be like, yeah, trust your gut. Yeah, whatever. But um, it's so huge. Yeah, it's huge. Like it, when you're not feeling good too, like you were saying, everything's tied to your gut and your nutrition and how you're feeling. You have to change the way you're eating to feel better. Like for me, I'm on the keto diet pretty much all the time because it just makes me feel better. Yeah, for me, I feel better when I don't eat anything. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, except for the hunger part where that happens. <laughs> yeah, hung hunger's okay. Um, I feel way better when I don't eat. So I'm really getting into intermit intermittent fasting. Yeah. So explain that. I was kind of trying to read on that earlier, but then I got sidetracked. So explain so what that is exactly. My reason for doing intermittent fasting is to get the human growth hormone to be produced. So, um, you know, we're both past the age where we can grow, right? Yeah. Except, you know, Maybe Except this way. wider. Right? But um, human growth hormone is what we use to heal. And if you can fast for 15 hours or more, you start to make more human growth hormone. You, you probably make some anyway when you sleep. And I've heard that you make human growth hormone in the skin um, in a dark room. So when you sleep, it's it's imperative that you keep it totally dark. I mean, mm. like maybe a nightlight. Room. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, cool stuff. Um, and I know the, the shamans and the nutrition guys will say, um, and gals will say, um, more than 18. I've heard that more than 18 hours. So it's just more than mm. 15, more than 18. Yeah. It's tough to do. And I'm not saying, you know, starve yourself every day, but I do cycles where I eat and I, I do cycles where I don't eat and. So you can pick a time frame that works for you, like, you know, stop eating at, at four or five or six o'clock and then you don't, you're going to go to bed. So you're not going to eat anyway. Yeah. So it's not that tough. It's not. And a lot of the times that I do stop eating at like six o'clock just because I wanted to have an early dinner, sometimes I end up staying up late and that's when you get hungry again. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. So if I'm in front of the TV, I'll just start to eat. So I'm trying to avoid the TV. It's just, you know, I just start to consume in front yeah. of the television. Yeah. It's like the mega relaxing thing to do is eating while you're watching TV. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but that's interesting. I didn't know that intermittent fasting was for such a long period of time. 
Uh, yeah, it seems like a long time, but it, yeah, it's definitely at least 15 hours. Some people say 18, which sounds like a lot, but you know, let's do the math. So if you stop eating, say at four o'clock, which would be really early, and then yeah. four AM rolls around, you're asleep, and then that's, that's 12, 12 hours. hours. Yeah, and then another three hours would be seven a.m. You you know you're just waking up and okay okay breaking I mean, yeah. out the coffee. And coffee, by the way, breaks the fast. You know, coffee is like eating. Okay. Yeah, you could do you could do fifteen, no problem. But you want to try to go a little more than fifteen so that you you get that benefit of the human growth hormone. And then what is this hormone? Human what? human growth hormone. So we need that to grow in height, and you know. Um, um, yeah, it does all kinds of things. Uh, uh, um, sex organ development. Um, it's, it, it, it does a lot, but basically we know it because, you know, we get tall mm-hmm. and then Interesting. after a while it just doesn't, we stop growing, but we still need the growth hormone to repair. Oh, okay. So I do, I do a type of karate that that's, um, pretty, um intense you know and I, I enjoy the high intensity interval training aspect of it but sometimes i come I, I get hurt you know and you strain something or you you hurt something and and the human growth hormone is really helpful for that kind of repair so if if i'm if i'm trying to to heal something i just don't eat and it's so counterintuitive but you think you want to feed that right i need protein i need some beef or something or chicken and yeah no, 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 no. Wow, that kind of just blew my mind a little bit. Mm, yeah, I tried the chicken and the beef, and you know, if if you want to, um, perhaps if you want to build muscle mass, yeah, that might be the way to go. But if you want to repair, don't eat intermittent fast. Okay. And it doesn't matter how old you are to do this. Uh, I don't know. I don't work with kids. I, I would not want kids to intermittent fast. I would say, but um. Yeah, I don't work with kids, but any adult that is safe, you know, the, the diabetics have to watch out. But hmm. sounds like you do a lot of different things. You did. You just mentioned karate. Yeah, um, I, I take my boys. It's fun. I think they like to hit the old man. <laughs> <laughs> nice. And then I see that behind you there. Yeah, that's the female Buddha. That's um, Kuan okay. Yin. Right. Yeah. The female. Yeah, it looks different than regular Buddha. Yeah, yeah. This is Buddha. Okay. And you do Reiki, you said earlier. Um, I do. Yeah. I'm a Reiki master teacher and I love to teach Reiki. And, um, you know, it, it's funny in, in, in school, I learned that Reiki was kind of, kind of woo woo. Don't do that. You're going to get sued. So, um, I, I had that mindset and, and I was working with a massage therapist in my, in my practice and, um, she taught me Reiki and that was just like, um, it was like the gateway drug to all these other energy work modalities. I, I started taking Karuna Reiki and, and Litarian Reiki and Melchizedek method and, um, magnified healing and cranial sacral therapy. And I just started gobbling up all that energy work stuff that I could learn. It's just very cool. So the cranial, how do you say that again? Cranial sacral. Yes. Cranial yeah. sacral therapy. We want to get that done for my boyfriend um, because we feel like it's going to help more over Reiki. He's never done Reiki, but Mm. I think it would help more 
um, just because of how I've seen it explained before. I don't know if you know who Andrea Carver is, but she does it over in Utah. Um, And she was on a different podcast that we were watching one time. And she just, the way she explained it and what she does and how she helps people, we just think that it would help a little more because he's got more past trauma than Mm. I do. So. Yeah, I mean, Reiki could be good for that, but um, the the thing with Reiki is the, the practitioner puts their their hands on the client and things happen, but there's no dialogue usually. I mean, I guess there could be, but with cranial sacral therapy, people that are trained in what's called somato emotional release really speak to the to the trauma. They speak to the the inner knowing of the client. They they call it the inner physician, mm-hmm. and they, they start asking questions. So there's that. Um, well, it's, there's two kinds of healing going on with Reiki. It's divine feminine, which means you, you could well up the trauma and face it. And, and you, you could have a client balling on the table. Mm-hmm. That's a, that's how powerful it is. But with cranial sacral therapy and somato emotional release, you get divine feminine. Yeah. It wells up and you confront it. You face the tiger. Some people call it. And also divine masculine, because divine masculine is asking questions like, oh, tell me about your pain. Where is your pain? Is, does the pain have a shape? Does the pain have a color? What's the intensity? How does it change? You know, and what is it? What is it? What does it make you think of and, and or feel? And mm-hmm. and so basically you're picking at that issue so much with the questions that you, you pick at it to the point where you realize it's just an illusion. Yeah. See, I think that might be more helpful for him. But I so mean, when, you, when you you try to find that practitioner that does cranial sacral, ask them if they dialogue. Okay. That's what they call it. Yeah. Yeah. It's time for a short commercial break. So I have some questions for you. Do you need to improve your knowledge about how money works? Are you sick of workplace drama? Are you someone who likes helping others? Would making extra money help you? Do you have a why? If you answered yes to these questions, I'm looking for you. I want driven individuals to join me in financial services. New leaders, new friends, and humans who just want to be around other like-minded humans. Most importantly, someone willing to show up for themselves and do whatever it takes to get ahead. Is that you? If it is, go book a Zoom call with me today using the Calendly link in the description of this episode. And share this with anyone you know that can answer those questions just like you did. I can't wait to meet you. That's really interesting. Very cool stuff. Yeah. So yeah, just you take you took that one lesson or class on how to do it, and then that just like opened up everything else for Ooh. you. Yeah, yeah, gateway drug. Seriously. Huh. I'd love to learn, but that was just like candy you know it's like oh this is really cool yeah because i was it works i was so i'm I'm trained as a health a licensed healthcare practitioner i I like to you know crack people and and you know um show people how to fix themselves and how they can self-manage their symptoms but just working on the body itself isn't gonna fix everything um and that that kind of bummed me out because i could get patients like 80 percent better in like four visits yeah and then, and I, we were talking about this before. So ego steps in and, well, what's another 20%, you know, and it, it could be mindset. It could be energy and, or both. So if you work on the mindset, 
and the body and the energy. And if you can get all those things to, to balance, that client is humming. They're, they're awesome. Yeah, definitely. Very <laughs> I wish more people were like you who wanted to get that other extra 20% done too. Cause the whole like stigma around chiropractors in general is like, they'll mess you up. So you have to keep coming back. <laughs> um, I mean, they're really good at what they do, but it's mostly body. Some of them have gotten into bringing massage therapists in, so they kind of get the mind-body in there a little bit. But, um, you, you know, if if you want someone to fix you, they're awesome because they, their hand their hand skills are phenomenal. Um, if you want to learn how to fix yourself, that's probably more of a physical therapist. You know, you want to learn exercises to fix, what, you know, this problem or to fix that problem. Mm-hmm. Um, and then if, if a practitioner can combine the mindset, body and energy, um, it's usually a situation where the client is looking around, okay, I get better here, but I'm not fully better. Let's try this and let's try that. And, and then you kind of bouncing around the system and, and you know, you don't get fully better. Yeah, exactly. So I'm curious though, cause when you do a Reiki healing on somebody, what's going on with you and how does this all work? together how does it work period because mm. the lady who did it with me she's like yeah i just moved your energy around and i'm like how do you do that yeah um that's a good question so again the licensed healthcare practitioner type steps in and you have to put that you have to put that away that that's all ego um i, I don't want to fix people i want the client to teach me what they need so it's a different kind of mindset so the client is the teacher and I'm the student and they teach me what they need. And then, you know, together we, we balance it or or we correct it. So it's not, it's not a situation where it's, Oh, let me show you what I can do. Let me shine my armor. Hey, you know, I'm the guy. That's not the case. It's, it's actually, if I'm doing Reiki, it's not me. Hmm. It's, it's the energy. That's interesting. So it's the energy that you can pick up off of the person. Yeah. So yeah, let me let me ask you this question. This might make sense. So if 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 um, I'm I can't read your mind, but if I know something about you, it's in your energy, mm-hmm. right? So you've you've heard people say I could read you like a book. Yeah. Well, then all your stuff's in, in your energy. You have a field of energy around you. I can read that field. I can't mm-hmm. pick your brain. I can't know what's inside your head. Right. That's kind, of, that's kind of a closed system. So what does the brain do? The brain is like the card catalog at the library. And you you pull the drawer out, flip, 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 flip. Ah, there it is. You find the address where the, where the book is. Mm-hmm. That's the, That's what the brain does. The brain knows where in your aura that thought or that memory, that, emotion that trauma it's all out in your field and the brain knows where to find it what do you think of that does that make sense yeah i mean that's how i think of it that's interesting um so the lady that did it for me i didn't tell her anything about me beforehand so how was she able to do that yeah she she could could read so if, if if when you get sick the illness is already out in your energy field and it gets into your body. Hmm. So your aura, your, your energy field is already sick and then the body feels it. The body receives it. So (laughs) anyone that does, yeah, isn't that crazy? So anyone that does energy work 
and is really proficient at it is really good at sensing so that you, you take your ego and put it over here and be present with the client. It's just you and the client and you're tuning into the client and you can feel or know or see some people see. I'm not really a seer type. I can feel it and I know it. Um, and you just, you, you know what to do. Even better with Reiki, you don't need to know what to do. The, the Reiki does it. So you just put your hands on the, on the client and just intend, hey, I'm going to move this energy. And you, you, you could actually not even need to know anything. And the energy could actually fix it or balance it, whatever mm-hmm. the issue is. Interesting. And yeah, she was using some crystals and stuff also. Mm. Yeah, crystals kind of have their own little inner wisdom, you know, and, and uh, how do you know that? Well, the, the smartphone that you have has crystals in it and computers have crystal ports in it and um, they store a lot of knowledge. So um, why would computer companies and, and high tech and software and smartphones have quartz crystals in them? It's because, you know, they have a lot of storage capacity and maybe they come preloaded. <laughs> That's crazy now that you yeah. say that. Yeah. Huh. I don't think a lot of people realize that either. Whoever's mm. not really techie listening to this. Yeah. yeah I, I feel like I knew that a long time ago and I just forgot it. <laughs> <laughs> yep. What else do you do with people besides different Reiki practices uh, that you do? Yeah. With? Interesting. I don't know if you've ever heard of uh, uh, eat right for your, for your type. It's uh, by a doctor named Peter J. Diadamo. And it goes into what type of exercise you need to do depending on your blood type. So I'm an O blood type and the O blood type has to sweat. You know, in fact, better yet have a trainer, a, you know, a karate teacher to beat on you because you need that sweat. You need someone to work you, you know. And then there's the A, a blood types that prefer like a nice walk in the woods with a dog or yoga. Um, and the O person would typically find that to be too boring, you know. Yeah. So huh. since I'm an old blood type, uh, I love to to kick the bag and sweat, punch the bag. It, it's really good at the end of the day to get all your uh, frustrations out and, and you, you, you know, sweating gets rid of toxins and it's just really good for you. I didn't know there was like workouts connected to what blood type you were. Yeah. Is that crazy? Um, I totally buy it because um, so Peter J. Diadamo's dad was kind of the originator of the, the theory, but um so Peter's the son, and I think he has a sister that's actually still practicing, and I think she's up in Portsmouth, New Hampshire, or used to be. I don't know. Um, but, yeah, so Peter wrote the book, but it was his dad's original idea, and he, he was kind of tweaking it because one of them is an A and one of them is an O. And so they have the A's and the O's down. The B's are kind of mysterious because they, they don't have any B's in the family, and B's kind of rare. So hmm, I don't remember what I am. Yeah, you know, they used to teach it in school, like fourth grade. You know, you prick the finger, put it in the little vial, and, you know, if you see stuff, it's it's one thing, or if you don't see stuff, it's something else. And Huh, I never had that, that either. Yeah, yeah uh, I, I remember doing it in fourth grade. That's cool. Yeah. It's really helpful to know. Uh, Well, if you're bleeding out, yeah, and you go to the ER, and they can type you, but that takes time, you know? Yeah, yeah, there's so many things that they don't teach that we need to know. Mm. <laughs> yeah, you got to find that um you got to find that teacher. You know, there's lots of good stuff on YouTube. Yeah. But when it comes to mindset, what do you help people most with? Um so yeah, that that's that's a good one. Um so with mindset, 
we tend to block ourselves. So if you are having trouble with money, um, there's some kind of block there. And, you know, for me, it's, it's the, it's the feeling if, if I'm feeling bad for whatever reason, um, I, I, I start to struggle with money and it's just, it's very cause and effect, hmm. you know? So for me, if I can keep my vibration high and, and be, have, have gratitude, I know you hear this all the time, gratitude. It's a very high vibration feeling. Um, as soon as I'm grateful, things start to come my way. Yeah. Self-talk is huge. Like, what do you say to yourself where you might be talking yourself out of abundance or you might be talking yourself out of, out of that item that you really want? And sometimes people's self-talk is so cruel. Like the things you'd say to yourself, you'd never say to somebody else. Yeah. And that's, that's what's going on in your head. So then uh-huh. and you have any money? No, of course you don't because exactly. you're so harsh to yourself. Yeah, because words have power. So when you say something, you're, you're literally sending out energy to the universe that has creative power. So if you say, I can't do this, then no, nah, actually, you're right. You can't do it. Or if you say, I can do this. You want to make sure it's in the present. You don't want to say, I will do this because um, that's in the future and the future's not here. Yeah, so and your that, brain doesn't know if it's happened yet or not. Yeah, you, you don't want to manifest something in the future. It's not now. You want it right now and mm-hmm. then feel good about it, feel awesome about it. C- combining the three brains, you know, what do I need or want? Add feeling in it and like a whole bunch of mm, like a burning, like, oh, you know, feeling and good feeling. And then mm-hmm. the heart just will, you know, make it happen. The heart will know it's it's good for you. and um there's agreement between the three brains and then manifestation has to has to happen yes i've been working on manifestation with my journal which i was saying to somebody earlier she said well you should put emotion into it too mm, emotion feeling yes yeah yeah that, that kind of pulls in the, the gut the second brain mm-hmm. so mm. that was interesting but the, the the funny thing about manifestation and I, I know i watched the movie the secret and there's a lot of good stuff in there but you know who was curiously missing from that movie was Wayne Dyer and they asked him and they asked him to be in that movie and he said no I don't think so because he's he's a guy that believes that you don't manifest what you want or what you need you manifest what you are what you are so you have to become that person that is able to manifest whatever you know the thing the thing that you desire so you, you can't manifest if you just want it that's like Santa Claus wish list. Um, right. So people have tried law of attraction and, and haven't had good success with it. Some people works for them fabulously, but um, if it doesn't work, then maybe think about law of assumption. Wayne Dyer was into that. Uh, Neville Goddard was into that. Um, you manifest what you are. <laughs> yeah. Kind of like you are who you hang out with. Yes. And if they're broke, get away, get away from them. Yeah. If they're broke, it's probably that, not a good thing for you to be around them. Yeah. Especially you, you if might they be, don't want to change. You might be thinking, this is a weird thing that just popped into my head, but you might be thinking, nah, that can't be, right? But where do you think you get an accent from? Hanging out with people with accents. Like, so I'm, I'm from Boston, so I'm like, how are you? Mm-hmm. How's your car? I like, I like your car. You got a wicked awesome car, right? Yeah. And that's how we talk. So where does that kind of an accent come from? And the weird thing is that the accent comes from the, the kids you hang out with when you grow up. And you think, nah, it's going to be the parents, right? No, it's the kids you hang out with. Yeah, because they're the most influential. So if if your friends can influence how you talk and and how you say words and what you say, um, that's creative power. So they also influence whether or not you have a lot or have a little. Mm -hmm. Interesting. Now I'm thinking about who I used to hang out with. (laughs) 
and funny how the ones that um the ones that fall off maybe weren't good for you or weren't you know the they best weren't for you. yeah they weren't meant to be your friend any longer people are around for a season and a reason yep yeah, i like that yeah definitely i've gone through many friends and i've gotten through a lot of toxic situations with people and now i can say that i have no toxic people in my life again yeah, good. So toxic people, good learning experience. Just don't stay there. Move on. Yeah, definitely a good learning experience. Learn your lesson. Get away. Yeah. Get but away. If, yeah. If they're not willing to follow you to a better path, then you got to just cut them off. Because they're just going to try to drag you down. Mm-hmm. And then you're just going to grow more and more apart anyway. So yeah, that's true. Well, yeah, that's true. Hopefully. Yeah. Yeah. But if it's a relative, it gets a little more hairy there, but. Just try and keep your distance as much as you can or tell them less about your life. Yeah, because the family has that need to protect you. So they're going to protect you by trying to hold you back and they don't let you grow because, well, unless they're unless they're doing the same thing, which is, you know, if they're growing and you're growing, that's great. But if they see you doing something they don't understand, there's a lot of fear behind it. They're going to try to hold you back and then just trying to protect you. But it's it's kind of stunting your growth. Yeah, that's what they warned us about when I started the business in financial services. They said a lot of people are not going to understand what you're doing now. And you're going to tell them, you know, it's your own business and you need training and you're going to ask for their help. But they're going to try and shoot you down and discourage you from doing it because one, they're not doing it and they don't understand it. Second. And number three is just because they don't want to change themselves. So you shouldn't be changing either. Yeah, exactly. That kind of hits it right, the nail right on the head. They mm-hmm. don't want to change. So you shouldn't either. Yeah. Yeah. It's hard to be your authentic self when everyone's trying to beat you down <laughs> for it. But yeah, tough to rise up through that. And, and family most especially because they really know how to punch your buttons. They know you well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then they've only seen you as one person. They mm. don't see you as this new person you're trying to become either. Yeah, the new person's too scary for them. They don't understand. So, yeah, the fear kicks in. The the, yeah. the, the, the the basement of the brain, the reptilian part of your brain, the protective part of your brain, the instinctive part, you know, fight, flight, freeze. They get into that fight, flight, freeze mode to and try to protect you. And yeah. Yeah. But they're, I mean, I guess they're coming at it with the best intentions, but in their head yeah their in best their intentions. head but at the same time you're like just hear me out and they're not hearing you out mm-hmm. yeah so time to move on yeah for sure can't be letting these people get in your head anymore it's really hard but the more you work on yourself the easier it becomes that's true yeah self-care is hugely important so you could let them beat you down or you can use it as a learning experience and yeah choose to use it as a learning experience stand on your own two feet yep and create your boundaries yes boundaries yeah boundaries are hard to that's, uphold that's a that's a whole nother podcast session right <laughs> yeah pretty much yep but it's all really important and it all kind of plays into each other absolutely Yeah. And if anybody listening has not gotten a Reiki healing done, I would suggest going to get one because they're just really nice and peaceful and you're probably going to feel a lot better afterwards. Oh, yeah. 
but it's not like a one time done never again type thing. You kind of have to try it here and there, keep going back because mm. your chakras get blocked up again. Or learn to do it yourself. You can work on yourself. Mm-hmm. Yep. It's very interesting work and it's like ancient work. Um, yeah. I mean, there's some people that believe that uh, Jesus was the original Reiki healer. Oh, okay. Because he could lay his hands on someone and, and lo, they were healed, right? Which huh. is really cool. Yeah. Well, I mean, healing and manifestation are kind of the same pathway, the same process. It's just, you know, we have a different intention in the head. So um, if you're doing a healing on someone, aren't you manifesting energy changes in that person? Yeah. So, Good energy changes. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Interesting. It all comes back together. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> awesome well thank you so much for being here today peter where can people find you online uh my website's www.platinumrayacademy.com and are you on facebook instagram i'm on instagram i think it's peter van twyver i have a nice uh private uh healing group um empowering the healer community okay. and uh, yeah, it's a private facebook group we do some cool things cool okay um, I will link all of that in the description of the episode. And again, thank you so much. Yeah, thanks for having me. This was cool. Had a yeah, good definitely was. I'll catch up with you after, and I hope everyone has a great day. Please like, review, and subscribe to this podcast. And follow me on Instagram at Dana.Hernandez.Agent, as well as checking out our new website, GetSmartWithMoneyPodcast.com.